Hello, hello, hello. Happy Friday. It's already October 23rd. I'm Lisa Page with another episode of the Lisa Page Made Me Do It podcast. I hope you're doing well. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for listening. It felt good to be back on with Chad and Natalie and Party Foul Steve this week. Thank you all for watching that show, listening to it. You know, there's a version of the Chad Prather show out on a podcast too. It's great. So much fun. My friend Lindsay, aka Bible friend Lindsay, is coming and I'm just waiting for her. And then once she gets here, we're going to roll. We're just talking generally about everything, the atmosphere, people's emotions, how polarized we are. And there's just been a lot, a lot uncovered over the last six, seven months. And so we just kind of wanted to have a open discussion about it. So she's going to be here any minute and then we'll get it popping. And we're back. Well, hello. Oh, and can you hear Piper? Piper's what, in the room happening? with us because she's our friend. And that's what we're talking about today. What a perfect transition. And we don't want to break up with you, Piper. Lindsay, aka Bible friend Lindsay. That's me. Is here. She's back. She has returned for another amazing episode of this podcast. I'm happy to be back. Although I don't want y'all to associate with me with all of the downer subjects. <laughs> you know, when I think back over the times I've come on, <laughs> they've kind of been more serious subjects. Well, they, I have to, you are my serious friend. I am the serious friend and it extends to all circles of my life. It just so happens that people tell me their stuff. It happens in like checkout lines at Walgreens. It happens at the library. People just tell me their stuff and I'm like, bring it on. Uh Like, I want to hear it. Tell me about it. Lindsay's like a sponge. She just absorbs. And then I bring it up like two years later. Like, remember when you went through that thing? (laughs) Okay. Yes. Just to rehash a little bit. Well, we've been talking about friendships and just what a crazy time that we're living in right now. Relationships in the time of COVID. All of it. Everything, everything. And how we've just seen like the true colors of a lot of people that you didn't think had that side of them. Yeah. I'm getting a lot of pushback from people that I've been, not even friends, I would just say acquaintances that are now like, I can't believe you have changed. I'm like, no, I haven't. I'm just being more vocal about it because this is the most important election of our lifetime. Yeah. And Coming we right touched up. on it a little bit. And I think it was the last one we did. People have a perception of you. And when you give them input that's different from what they've assumed, mm-hmm. They think you're inconsistent Mm -hmm. when really you're just showing them another side of your personality that they weren't necessarily aware of before. And they've realized things about themselves as well that don't line up with what you're giving them. But it's not their fault. It's your fault. It's your fault that they are offended. Mm -hmm. And so you must be chastised and punished for it and expected to act the way that they want you to. Mm -hmm. We had to bring Lindsay in because well, I've been on the sidelines watching it like I'll come back. To school to pick up the kids and then we'll be at the playground for two hours. And I'm like, you won't even believe this or oh, I'll I show her stress. stuff. I can see the stress yeah. and I'm like, who is it? Yeah. Who is it today? I need to know. One of the main reasons why I ended up making Lindsay a moderator of my Facebook group and page mm-hmm. was I felt like she knew more the backstory of what was happening behind the scenes with people that have been in the group yeah. that know me personally, not mm-hmm. just the girl on Instagram or the girl on Chad Prather or the girl yeah. I just, you yeah. know, Stu's wife. Yeah. People that know me more than just yeah. that are, yeah. were coming at me and I've had to block a handful of people. And as a matter of fact, a couple of weeks ago, I think it was Lindsay's idea that said, you know what, maybe we should just stop accepting just yeah. people for your page until mm-hmm. after the election. Yes. Because people are looking for outlets for their aggression. Mm-hmm. They're looking for a face to come after. 
anger because they're mad at their neighbor and they don't want to come after their neighbor. Mm -hmm. They want to come after someone that has no recourse in their day-to-day lives. Mm -hmm. So that's what they're doing. Let me on your page so I can troll the heck out of you and stir your pot and gaslight your other followers and try and kind of rally them against you as well. It's not necessarily that they intend to do it when going in, but I don't put it past with where we're at on social media and our social cues that we're giving one another. I don't put it past someone to go into it with that intent. Mm -hmm. Like I'm going to follow you just to cause trouble because you've made me so angry Mm -hmm. with the 30 seconds of my day that you showed me on your Instagram. It's unbelievable. But they're probably ordering built bars too. You know, (laughs) you made me really mad. I'm going to eat this caramel brownie built bar. Exactly. And troll you. And use your discount. And that was was exactly what I said last night. You don't need to, and Sarah Gonzalez brought this up on Chad's show a, a month ago. Yeah. You don't need to alert me that you've unfollowed me because chances are you haven't unfollowed me. Right. You've changed your name to an alias. And it's not a sick burn. And I don't care. No. If I don't want to give it to me to celebrate that right. I've converted one less liberal. That's right. fine. There we go. I love that it. That is fine. But it is really hard because so many people are going through transitions in their relationships this year and it's upsetting. It's people that they didn't expect going into the year they wouldn't be friends with at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. But crises always shows us areas of vulnerability. It's exposing when we're in the middle of crisis. And 2020 has been one long existential crisis. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the academic circles are calling it an epistemological crisis. It's a $5 word, y'all. And epistemology is the study of how you know things are true. So there's another $5 word that goes along with it. Metaphysics is what is true. Mm -hmm. And epistemology is how you know what is true. And when you look at what's happened throughout 2020, we've seen truth just be twisted Mm. into a pretzel Mm -hmm. and fried up and salted. Everybody is coming out with their postmodern, this is my truth and my truth is my truth and your truth is fine for you until your truth imposes on my truth and then I'm offended. And the way that we know what is true is twisted as well because everybody is getting their news from different sources. So some people are getting it from CNN, MSNBC. Some people are getting it from Fox News. A lot of young people are getting it on Facebook. Facebook, which all of us have learned recently, is owned by quite a few lefties. Mm -hmm. So none of us are unaware of the fact that censorship is a real thing. Oh, for sure. So then we all try and come together at the dinner table or whatever. And all of us have been informed all day long by our glowing rectangles what is true in our world, why we think it's true, and why we're offended at the fact that the people that we know and love don't agree with us anymore. I'm getting people that are friends with my mom. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't even know them. They're blowing me up Mm. because they're on the other side. They're opposite of what I believe Mm -hmm. is true and Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. and truthful. Yeah. And I'm like, well, again, I don't know you. And you don't have to come at me. We're not in the same social context. We're not even in the same age group. Like, <laughs> it's... What are you doing? You can totally disagree with me. Uh-huh. And it's not going to affect me. And I don't believe that my position is affecting you. Oh, absolutely not. You and know? There have been so many times with people that I'm close with, even not so close with, but I know them. I know them. Mm-hmm. I see them. Mm-hmm. They Acquaintances. know me. Acquaintances. Exactly. Yes. Where 
I don't agree with what they posted, but I just keep scrolling because I don't want to stir the pot. I don't care enough. Yeah. I don't care yeah. to get in a fight with you. I don't want to be in a, put in an awkward position yeah. when I see you next time and yeah. things are just weird, like yes. the elephant in the room. So yes. I just keep scrolling. But it's funny because the people that believe opposite of us yeah. have a whole lot to say and they are bold as shit to yes. come out and say it. And yes. they they clearly don't care how their relationship Yes. winds up being post-comment. Yeah. yeah. Or they see the opportunity to capitalize on disagreeing with you because social media where we're posting has more and more become the town square of our age. Right. And it's in front of an audience. Yes. Because what's the point of having an agreement or a disagreement or just a conversation about things if it's not on a platform in yes. front of people? Yes. If there's no clout behind it. Exactly. And in case you didn't know, Lisa's got 10,000 followers now. Um, 10.8 lens. Okay. So okay. Just hit that today. More have joined. <laughs> the audience has grown. So if they can point to the fact that they had this disagreement with you and it gives validity to their position, then it just it strengthens the argument for the next time. It gives them more fervor Mm -hmm. when you haven't dissented. You just don't care to engage on that level because you have the larger framework and network of actual relationships in real life. And you know what those relationships provide you with. So if y'all ever wonder how it is that Lisa is so confident and bold in the way that she addresses things online or any other influencer that you follow, just remember you're seeing such a small snippet of their lives and they have people in their life that they have real relationships with that are building their confidence or that are putting them in check. There are plenty of people that know you well enough to tell you when you're wrong. There are people in Lisa's life that have the ability and the opportunity and the relationship to to tell her that she's wrong also. And truthfully. Yes, and truthfully. But it's been so hard to get to a point where you can tell somebody, I think that you're wrong because it's so offensive to people right now to be told when they're wrong. Because who are you to say that I'm wrong? Believing that there's ultimate truth always implies that someone else's truth isn't the truth. I fully believe that there are some of your listeners that don't even have a Facebook, don't have Twitter, maybe found you through watching chat online mm-hmm. or on TV. Mm-hmm. So what do you do with the feeling that you're having conflict in your friendships and in your family and other relationships, maybe with your coworkers, and you feel so uncomfortable and you don't understand why your relationships are shifting so hard into a place of conflict where they never have before? That is a great point because I was thinking as you were just talking about that, to the people that aren't on any type of social media are probably not as stressed or depressed as those of us who are on it. Because I can't imagine. You've got to be living in a different world yeah well or just or a more peaceful world probably maybe but also maybe confused maybe or as to why other people yes who are looking at their Mm -hmm. phones a lot more or are on the apps Mm -hmm. more why are they so angry right and where did they get this idea of you you know because if you're if you are in an office space or other forms of relationships and somebody has this idea of who you are based solely on the fact that you're a conservative or on the other end of the spectrum. Maybe you're maybe you're an old school Democrat that just believes in larger government because mm-hmm. they offer humanitarian aid from a mandated position. Mm-hmm. That's that's a classic difference. And your conservative friends or your Republican friends has the, have this idea of you that just isn't based in any facts that you've given them. It could be that they are on social media. They've got an idea of what your political party represents. You may not even be on there. So they have no way of knowing if you're part of the problem. They've just assumed that you are. Because it goes both ways. Yesterday, I posted 
a picture of Natalie and I outside of the studio in our Trump shirts. And a girl posted right after I posted it on my Instagram feed, unfollowing. That's a perfect example. Mm -hmm. Now, obviously, you are new to me because you wouldn't unfollow. Yeah. You would have already known that I'm red and I'm voting for Trump. Yeah. So this is somebody that clearly just came to me. And based on the fact that I was just doing a shimmy with my Trump 2020 shirt, she has unfollowed me, which I don't believe she actually did. This is what they like to say. But that's a prime example of you don't know anything about me. Yeah. You just see that I'm wearing a shirt that says Trump. I could have voted for Hillary Clinton four years ago. She would not know that because she literally just made an opinion of me. Yeah. A snap decision. Yeah, exactly. Yes. So I feel like a lot of that is going on with people that might not be plugged into social media as much as we are. Yeah. But they're wondering, like you said, why is she so stressed? Why is she so uptight? Where is this framework coming from? It's coming from where they get their information from and how they know what is true. They're assuming that what they know to be true about you is actual and factual. So what do you do with it? Like once you know that your relationships have shifted hard towards a place of conflict and people are a lot angrier in your interactions with them than they used to be, what do you do about it? How do you engage with people and how do you know when to press in and work through these problems in relationships and when to just let them go. Because the whole reason we started this conversation a couple months ago was Lisa went through a falling out with a friend that she had had for 20 years. And the friend decided to get online and recall their whole history. Literally the last 18 years. Their whole history. And then hashtag register to vote or hashtag go vote. So she used it for her own gain Mm -hmm. and which wasn't the first time by the way it's not and it cast that kind of light on the whole history like was this just your plan from the beginning and I stopped benefiting you along the way somewhere yeah and now this is your answer so that is the kind of thing that causes these crises of identity because our social structures were taken away and our relationships had to function differently and once they did we started to consider what is the purpose of this friendship to begin with so I think it's an important question for all of us to ask right now is what is the purpose and the goal of the relationships that you do have in your life? And everybody's can be different. Like you can have a very different reason for entering into a certain friendship than I would. Um, You might be entering into professional relationships with people and they're mutually beneficial for each of you to further your careers, but you have to decide it before somebody makes you mad and you give up whatever benefit was coming towards you because of this one niche thing in their personality or because of the way they voted. Mm -hmm. Like there are other things going on in the world right now besides just the election. And it is enough for some people to end their relationships with one another because everything has been turned up. People are breaking up friendships because they show up to dinner somewhere and their friend didn't wear a mask or their friend doesn't want to put the mask on in between bites or something like that. There's strife between family members because again, some, some family members are getting their information from different sources, but there's other reasons too. Some people have been stuck in the house with their spouse for six months and realized, I don't even like you. I'm divorcing you. That's true. It is happening. It is. Like there's so many things happening that cause you to reconsider like all of your life decisions. Some people have been stuck on quarantine for 14 days and realized they never really wanted the path of life that they walked into. It just happened slowly over time and now they're swimming in it. So I think it's a good moment to just ask yourself a few cursory questions, just some diagnostics. What is the purpose of these relationships in your life? You might not like the answer for current relationships, and you can change the tide of them. You don't just have to end it, although sometimes I think it's necessary. I'm not like 
Marie Kondo about it. Like if it's not serving you, walk away. Right. Or if it doesn't bring you joy, yes. cut it out. Right. You don't necessarily have to do that. But there are situations where that is called for. Like this is toxic. I need out of it. So I'm ending it. And I have to make that decision. But self-awareness is kind of a thing of the past too. Everything's filtered. Mm -hmm. So having a moment to just be self-aware in order to answer the questions. Mm -hmm. So you can take it a step at a time when you know that your relationships are causing you a lot of internal conflict. I think as friends, that's a discussion. That's a conversation that you have to have with that person. Like keep making you mad all the time. Of course. Yeah, exactly. Like, am I serving you? Exactly. Am I doing for you what you need? Because Mm -hmm. I, I want to do that for you, but sometimes you don't. Sometimes it's like, I don't want to serve that person. So for me to just give an example for me, my relationships and my friendships in my life, because again, I am Bible friend, Lindsay, um, (laughs) relationships for me are opportunities to become more like Christ and to herald him to the world. So every friendship that I enter into and my relationship with my husband and my family of origin and my children, like I have been in the process for the past 20 years of the Lord's refining fires in my life. So crises do it, but so do times of celebration. Like the Lord reveals to me how much like him I um, have become because of the work that he's done in my life. But he also shows me how far there is to go. And it's a lifelong process. It will never stop. Billy Graham on his deathbed said the same thing. Like Mm -hmm. you will never stop growing in knowledge of God because the knowledge of God is inexhaustible. Mm -hmm. So when people come into my life, It's never by chance. It's never coincidental. It's always the Lord. And there's always a purpose for it. When relationships end in my life, the same things are true. And it's never a surprise to God when a relationship is taken out of my life. And the same is true for you as well, friend. Mm -hmm. Like the person listening to me right now, Mm -hmm. the Lord decides who it is that comes into your life and who it is that exits your life. And he chooses the means and the methods. So be encouraged by that, but also feel free to leave when you feel prompted to do so because you have the freedom to do that. Um, You can't save anybody. The Lord saves them. You can love them, but you can't save them. You can't save them from themselves, their poor decisions, or their own framework. You can't change the way that they view reality, as much information as you can give them, but you can be a safe space for them to go to. We said on the first time I came on here, when Lisa was kind of going through a season of grief, she knew she could tell me about it, and I didn't have to look at her in the face and say, like, you can tell me what's bothering you. She knew, because we'd been in a long process of relationship. Mm -hmm. You have people that are like that in your life, and they're with you in the joyful times, but they're also there for you when you go through these kind of crises Mm -hmm. where you're stuck in the house for 14 days because someone who was in class with your kids sneezed too many times Mm -hmm. or you've divorced your husband because y'all were stuck in the house for too long and you realized he was a narcissist Mm -hmm. whatever it is that you're going through being able to identify what relationships can weather the storms that's really important so when you're asking these diagnostic questions that's an important one as well what relationships have weathered storms with me and gone through celebrations with me Am I having conflict with them? I need to consider our history as well. Some histories are you're able to let go of. And then some you're just not. Like you're going to stick it out because Mm -hmm. you've been in pictures with this person since elementary school. You want to continue it into your old age. Maybe just take a break and don't talk for a month. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) And remember what it is that you loved about each other. Snooze your friend. When you don't have this Mm -hmm. looming election that everybody's telling you is so important. It is. 
but it feels like it has to guide every little decision that you're making. And it doesn't have to. Sometimes you just need to put something on pause until after this huge thing is over. Yes. And you'll come back to it. So yeah. that's a great point, Lynn. Yeah. Because if you haven't already snoozed somebody or maybe they've snoozed you. Don't be afraid to snooze. Yeah. You don't have to unfollow. Gr- yes. You don't have to unfollow. You don't. Just mute it. You're so Stories right. Stories and yes. posts. Mute it for a little while. Come back to it. You don't have to tell them. No. You just realize, hey, you know what? I'm not mad at that person. Right. And I'm usually mad at them. And I think that... Because you're not looking at every thought that comes into their head uh that they decide to get their thumbs going about. If this election tells you anything, especially when you're in a relationship or a friendship that's not serving you right now at this time because y'all have different opposite views of where yeah. the and world is going. And neither of you going. can talk about anything right. else. Like, but I like, can't make small exactly. talk with you right now because I know that you're voting in a way uh-huh. that I'm not. Exactly. And it makes me too angry and I can't see anything else. So we'll come back for the Christmas party. Just come back yeah. later. It's com- it's fine. You know, and it can be a mutual decision or it could just be you making that decision for yourself. And we do this with our kids. We tell our kids, if he's not playing with you the way you want exactly. him to, exactly, don't play with go him. to another yes. room. Like, yes. like, go do something else. He's still your friend. Uh-huh. You still, I only have boys, so it's always he. It might happen more with girls. I don't know. <laughs> no, like it does actually. Yeah. So, so we do this from from the earliest stages that we that we start building relationships. We start with with playground politics, uh-huh. and we see it with our second graders. Yeah. Goodness, like it's it's true today as well. Like you can take a little time out and you can pick it up later or you can just take your ball and go home. I wonder how many people who are listening right now have actually had that conversation with their friend or their family member said, you know yeah. what? I love you, but I, and I love you more than what we're struggling with right yeah. now together. We're like, yeah. we're disagreeing and we're headbutting and we're just constantly yeah. at like, I'm sick to my stomach when I think about answering your text messages. That's it. Yeah. So Let's just yeah. pause. So I'm not going to. I'm not going to answer your text. Yeah. But I still love you. Mm-hmm. And if it's something that's going on that's really awful for you, if you need to call me and tell me about something terrible you found or mm-hmm. somebody gets sick or you legit get the COVID or if you decide to change your mind mm-hmm. and you want to have a legitimate conversation, you can call me. But if not, like, let's not engage for a little while. I bet you there are people that are listening that have had that conversation. And right now they're in about the, it. Or have just thought about it. Yeah. Or maybe they're thinking about, well, maybe this is the podcast that will do it for them. Yeah. That'll, we're we're yeah. pushing you to just say, you know what? Yeah. This person's not serving me right now, but I love them so much. I don't want to break up completely. Yeah. But let's just take a break until November 10th. Yes. Yes. And we'll come back around. because Hopefully. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully November. 10th. Oh gosh, I know. Ooh, yeah, it's true. And and you need to know that you're not alone. Everybody is going through. Like, listen, everyone is going through this right now. It is true. crisis is yeah, revealing is. across the board. Yeah. Across the board, crisis is revealing. Yeah. All of us are seeing the cracks in our lives yes. that needed to be patched, the gaping holes that we didn't know were there because we were focused on all of the structures that were in place that have now been taken away. Mm-hmm. Like some of us have been radically shook by the racial divide that's been made visible and your friends have had different approaches to dealing with it than you have and you don't understand why. It's not that you're absolutely wrong and they're absolutely right. There is nuance to it. So so yeah, take a few minutes, have those diagnostic questions in place, journal them a little bit. And if you need to talk, like leave a voicemail on Lisa's line, send her a direct message and tell her like, my mom drives me crazy, but well, we I need could, her to babysit my kids. We, like we could do a part two if there are people like out there that have questions yeah. that even more more for you Lynn's than me but well you could call my Skype line or you can direct message me and we can address these next week or the week after yeah if you're in a position where you're like I don't know what I should do Lindsay is the new 
Dr. Laura. <laughs> She's a lot nicer, <laughs> uh, but very blunt. But really, if you are listening right now and you're like, dang, okay, nail on the head. I get it. I see what you're, see what you're saying. I see yeah. where you're going with this. I just don't know how to approach it. Yeah. Now's the time to reach out. And you can be anonymous. Yeah. We won't say your name. Yeah. We, but if you want to leave a message or you want to message me, yeah. I don't ever link Lindsay to my stuff just because we go to a private school and obviously for the safety of our children, we don't like to reveal where they yeah, go to school. Yeah, my platform's not like a, I don't have a public platform. Well, maybe so we need to make you Bible Friend Lindsay on that. Instagram. We, we could, could just do that. We could, okay, we might cut well, this we'll out. we work on this. We might cut this out on editing because that literally <laughs> just came to our minds. <laughs> okay, if there are questions that we see repeated in the inbox or on the Skype line or the voicemail, we can, we can do like three categories of questions or three repeated questions or however it is. Mm-hmm. So this is going to be a, an evolving process for us, y'all. But yes, if you have a relationship that you really need help with, all of us do right now. All of us do right now. Tell us about it. I would love the opportunity to help because it's something that's very important to me. And I've been through seasons of relationships with people. I'm in seasons now of relationships with people because people are broken and we're living in a broken world mm-hmm. that's fighting against us. And again, my relationships, the purpose isn't to make me happy. The purpose of my relationships isn't necessarily that they're fun. Um, It's to make me more like Christ and to allow me to herald the good news of his life, death, and resurrection. It's okay, though, if you do have relationships that the purpose of them is that they're fun and they're exciting and they're a break from your reality and the drudgery of whatever it is that you're walking through. Like, it's okay if you have friends that are strictly drinking buddies. Mm -hmm. People have those. That's a thing. It's okay. Your awareness of the purpose of those relationships in your life is far more important than you feeling like it has to be some great merit or something very noble. Like I want to be able to serve people. And probably the way that I described the purpose of relationships in my life may have sounded a little bit like that. And I don't mean for them to, but y'all don't necessarily know me. So it may have sounded a little bit holier than now. No, but if you're in a relationship that's stressing you out, because that's how I felt towards the end of that friendship that I had to end. Honestly, every time I would see a message from her slide into my inbox, Mm -hmm. it, Mm -hmm. I didn't even want to check the other messages just because I didn't want to even open the inbox. She was stressed. It was so hard. It wasn't just one of these decisions where I was like, well, F her now. No, it it, it really took a long time for me to actually decide where I want to go. I was at a dead end in that friendship and nothing was going to change from her end. Well, and the hurt was... uh, the hurt was so equally matched by the anger of it. Like Lisa was processing it at the same time, like the hurt and the anger of it, because you don't necessarily know that somebody has ill intent towards you until they do this sort of thing. Yes. And it's hurtful. It is. Hurtful. It, it, yeah. Like, this is what I was in your life. And I really had a different perception of our relationship. I thought it was a lot different than it was. So sometimes it's like that too. If you're feeling very, very angry, there may be some real hurt under that. And somebody else might have that with you as well. So, all right, y'all think about it, write some things down, journal through it, and just be encouraged that you're not alone in it. There's a community of people behind you. Maybe some of you Chad Prather fans that have jumped on are like, wow, (laughs) I'm having all the soft and mushy feelings right now because nobody's ever stopped to ask me this question. Well, we don't really talk about it because it's one of those doors that you don't normally open and and you just deal with it yeah but also we're in such an like a woke Mm -hmm. society we're Mm -hmm. also in the middle of cancel culture so Mm -hmm. you're afraid to bring this up I would love to hear from women like us that have 
been broke, fired, uh, ro- yeah. fired or, yeah. or have fired their friends from their mm-hmm. lives or mm-hmm. just like we said, have have actually gone through it that are in it right now that yeah. are in the middle of taking a break from that one friend or a bunch of friends or a boyfriend yeah. or whoever yeah. just because you can't be in the same room right now. It is so stressful and it's happening with everybody like you said, Lindsay, and it's just because of what's happened and yeah. what's you know yeah. been happening since January. George, well, I was going to say George Floyd. June but, and July were really hard but yes. January when, first start, when we first started talking about COVID yes. I was listening to Glenn mm-hmm. in December mm-hmm. when he started doing his daily Corona's updates in uh, hour number three okay mm-hmm. I remember the music and I my husband's in construction I rounded up all of our N95s mm-hmm. I rounded them all up I gave them to my parents I was the first person I knew that went to Target in the full gloves and mask. Mm-hmm. And it was the itchy N95 too. Not the kind that loops around the ears. It was all the way around my head. <laughs> this was really before. Pressing the, on my yeah, extensions. Yeah, yeah. It was an issue. Yeah. But I was taking it seriously because that was the information that I had at hand. Mm-hmm. And now I hate the stupid masks as much as anybody else does. Mm-hmm. And there's been so much data that's come out on it that points to the fact that they don't do anything. So it makes me even more mad. But I wouldn't take back the fact that I rounded up all of our N95s. Right. Because a friend of ours that is a doctor and she works in a really difficult university hospital where they're undersupplied, I brought her a whole box of N95s that I had rounded up because contractors have N95s in their garage. So I, I had a whole box of them. And I took them to her and she was able to give them to the emergency room nurses that worked in her hospital. And they cried because they had been using the same mask for days on end. Their skin was torn up. They were having to wear a bandana and they were terrified, too, because they'd been given the same information that I had. So I wouldn't take back making that decision based on the information that I had at the time. But it also doesn't change my feelings about having to put these things on my face every time I go in anywhere right now. And how much platform like heralding there is about the science on both sides of it. It's so frustrating. And how funny, because I was complete opposite of you. I thought mm-hmm. the whole thing was a joke. Mm-hmm. I was on Trump's side at you the very beginning. You were just like, cancel my cruise, cancel my cruise. Yeah, cancel my- I just didn't want to go the stupid cruise. Yeah, <laughs> and it did It did happen. But then, how funny, it's not, well, it is now, because I do feel like all of this has happened for a reason, but I was making fun of the whole thing. I mm-hmm. couldn't believe that people were actually considering wearing masks and two months after I signed a two-year contract with my job, oh, I got laid off because of COVID. They mm-hmm. were doing internal budget cut, mm-hmm. cuts. And then my whole family got and COVID. And you got it. I got it. So Ooh. how times have changed, and it's only been seven months. Yeah. You know, but like you said, to your point, so many things have changed. I do believe that we've come a long way yeah. from the days where hospitals did not have ventilators yeah. and people were dying because they couldn't get a ventilator yeah. to now most hospitals have all these extra ventilators and they're not yeah. using half of them. Yeah. You know, there, there, there's been a lot that has happened for the good, yeah. but we are constantly being told of the bad, reminded of the bad. Yeah. And it's, it's ever changing. It is every day. So think about what you're mad about because in a couple of weeks, you're probably going to be mad about something totally different. Right, exactly. So don't walk away from a relationship. I hope of not. I hope years. in a couple of weeks we're not mad about anything. Oh, oh my gosh. I hope so too. But if you're mad about something right now and considering ending a relationship over this one thing that came up this week, yeah, wait, just write it down, 
fold it up and put it in a drawer and wait because you might have a whole different position in a couple of weeks Mm -hmm. and then you'll need that friend and you may have just decided to burn the bridge by that point so it's a lot to think about but uh you don't have to do it alone you can call us you can let us know um let's take just a second uh lisa said this on her stories yesterday we had an event with colin karchner um recently in our town with our school and it was a miraculous event, honestly, that he was able to come and speak to our kids and our families. Um, he was in Texas to do an event, and he normally doesn't take like Collins for other events. He normally just schedules them two years out and goes and does them. But he had an opening in his schedule, and one of our friends emailed his people and got on his schedule. And this was in what literally three days. Oh yeah, she put this thing together. Yeah, and yeah, he she w- pulled it all together. It was two of the moms that uh-huh. have um, second graders with us, and they pulled it together, and it served our whole community. Our high schoolers all went and had these sessions with Colin. Look him up, Lisa. We'll tag him in the show notes. Because this was his life's mission was hashtag save the kids. Y'all heard about it with our friend Jessica when Lisa did her podcast with her. Um, Colin was a great man of God. He wholeheartedly believed that our children are worth fighting for and saving from the things that are happening to them online. Um, So he came to our school. He did the event. He changed lives. He went to another town in Texas. And then he um, he took time off to have a vacation with his family. And then he died. And we just, we want the family to know we're praying for them. And if you can go to Lisa's Instagram and swipe up for the GoFundMe, they've got a goal to reach and um, it would benefit them greatly. Pray about it. You know, ask, ask the Lord if he um, can lead you in an amount to give, if that's, Mm -hmm. if that's where you feel called. But yeah, we just, we just want to take a minute and acknowledge that because it is, it's, it's awful. It's awful. But 2020, like this is the worst year ever. It it has lifted the veil yeah. of any idea of control that we thought that we had. None of us have control no. over virtually any element of our lives. Mm-mm. Any of it can be taken. So, But it just makes you want to fight for the good things that are present. Be thankful that they're there for the time that they are. Mm-hmm. So, And speak up about them now because everybody's already polarized. Mm-hmm. Who cares if you piss somebody else off? It's just one other person. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? It's okay. They were going to get mad about something else. Right, if right, it right. wasn't you, yes. it was going to be someone it, else. A lot of the messages that I'm getting from women mostly are that this year has made them realize they need to be more vocal about the things that they really believe in mm-hmm. or stand up for. Mm-hmm. Because in the past, they've just let it go in stride. Yeah. Not that big of a, big of a deal. Yeah. But now that they have actually seen and heard yeah. other people say, no, this is not right. Yeah. This is or not they right. realize the people that have disagreed with them for years. You know what? I'm kind of done with you telling me I'm yeah. wrong. Exactly. Like yeah. I'm not wrong about that. Exactly. I'm actually right about that. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of tired of you telling me I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. And this relationship is no longer serving me. This is the theme of our podcast today. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. oh, that was so good, Lynn. I loved it. Okay. What song should we do for today? Ooh, I've got one. What? Okay, it's one that, you know how you listen to songs when you're breaking up with a boyfriend and you cry? <laughs> there was a song when I was young by The Shins, who are this indie rock band that I, I mean, I used to be very cool before I had children and I listened to music that was very cool and underground and the shins were on the garden state soundtrack. And, um, it's like from 2004, it's called kissing the lipless. It's about friendships ending and like coming of age relationships that you shed. And I, that definitely applies to where we're at right now. I think. Oh, then um, this is perfect. What, 
what scarred relationships do you need to bury? And um, so why don't you listen to this song, yeah. gather your thoughts. And, and if then, you need the lyrics, text me. And then send us a message. <laughs> All right, here's Lindsay's song of the week. The Shins. Called to see if your back was still aligned and your sheets growing grass all on the corners of your bed but you've got too much to wear on your sleeves it has too much to do with me and secretly i want to bury in the yard the gray remains of a friendship scar The shins kissing the lipless. Yes. Okay, so that concludes this podcast with Dr. Bible Friend Lindsay. You got to be funny when you say the hard things. So we bring the humor and then we follow up with the seriousness. Like we're hilarious and adorable, but really tell us your problems. (laughs) So call and leave us a voicemail. 972-890-9467. We'll figure out an outlet for Lindsay that's not going to give away away too much. Yeah, give away the identities of the children. We like you, but don't come. Yeah. All right, have a good one. We'll talk to you next week. Be Thank safe. you for listening to the Lisa Page. Made me do it. A podcast. Lisa Page made me break up with my friends. How about that? <laughs>